0: This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning a Business in Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell me who you are and what you do. Fabulous. All right, first name is David, last name is Taylor Klaus. I run a company
1: called DTK Coaching. And what I do is... I'm a parent, I'm a partner, I'm a son, and hopefully soon I'm a grandparent. But what I get paid for is the work that I do is reintroducing successful entrepreneurs to their families. And in that I do that through coaching, which is I take the approach that Michelangelo took to sculpture. When they asked him how he carved such exquisite figures, he said, I don't. I merely free them from the stone. So the work I get to do is helping clients chip away everything that isn't True isn't real, isn't them, and then from that place of their authenticity, they live, love,
0: and lead from there. Well, David, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Congratulations on the pending grandchild, and oh, not yet, but I'm hoping. Okay, okay, (laughs) and thank you for the very, very cool analogy. (laughs) That's a wonderful one. Question number two: What is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry?
1: Oh my God. Martyrpreneurs, Um, there's a huge number of folks who are professional coaches or sorry, wanting to be professional coaches who are so enamored of the work that we do. These are the kind of things they say, oh my God, this is such important work. How do I charge real money for it? I'm like, cause if you don't, you have to go get a job. Mm-hmm. And it's a real challenge. New coaches stumble with being an entrepreneur and asking for the money. So I, I still giggle at it. And at the same time, I feel for him. It's part of the
0: journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of getting that confidence, I'm assuming. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Well, confidence is the result. You've got to have the courage
1: to take action. And the confidence comes from that. I think too many of them are waiting for the confidence to get started. That's
0: a good point. Question number three. I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. What chapter would you think most companies should read? They should read the introduction
1: because it's the one that explains why the book exists. That's the thing that most Uh. people skip in a book and understanding where you're coming from and why these are the answers that were needed. Uh, My coach challenged me, he said, write the book you needed to read. And I think if more authors did that, then more of these self-help books wouldn't be shelf help. We'd actually have stuff that made a difference.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's interesting. To, you know, write the book that you would need. And it's it's interesting. I, I'm an author myself. And I did that with my last book. And that's why it became a bestseller, because yeah. I did what I thought was the right book. And uh, it worked. So I totally well, agree with you.
1: You have to know what you want for your, we all know what we want from our audience. You have mm-hmm. to know what you want for- for them, and whether it's the busy executives who are listening to this podcast or the folk you're writing for, if you don't know what you want for them, then you're writing for you.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's and a- that's harder to get folks to buy it Absolutely. That is very wise words. Thank you. Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers. What advice or insight would you give to other business leaders? Stop listening to
1: work harder. That's daft.
0: No, honestly, it's
1: those are lies that we tell people, right? It's not about working harder. It's about, first of all, finding what it is that inspires you about your work and leaning into your zone of genius, that which you are uniquely qualified to do, and giving away everything else to people inside your organization. And even if you're a company of one, you have other people outside you can give it to to do those things. Mm -hmm. Every moment you spend out of your zone of genius, in the zone of excellence or competence or incompetence, you're cheating the folks you're there to serve. So this BS about work harder, no. That's why, look, the the whole idea of work-life balance is killing us because it's a lie it's whose idea was it to put the word work first that's what has us backwards work is just a component of our life like family and faith and the other values-based things that move you we shouldn't be trying to balance anything this is about creating a life rhythm a rhythm across all the elements and components of your life so work with better rhythm means live with better rhythm, then the work part is going smoothly. Work harder is the wrong direction.
0: Mm -hmm. I really, I totally agree with you. And I love how you put that there. It, it, it reminds me that from what I hear is that, you know, those people that are so busy and they say, I'm so busy, I can't even have time to eat my lunch or something like that because they're being inundated with busy work, but busy work does not mean that you're being successful. It's just being, you know, letting, letting the work expand to whatever time you give it. And, you're not doing the quality work. Am I, am I uh, reading you correctly? Yeah. Non-essential
1: busyness doesn't mm-hmm. move your business forward. It just mm-hmm. makes you feel good. Well, I'm busy. I must be doing well and doing what I need to do. And man, there are other ways to seek stimulation than overloading yourself
0: absolutely those are such strong words that our entrepreneurs that are listening are going to take heed of I, I i certainly hope question and wait five, oh, hold sorry. on don't don't get me wrong i
1: did not learn this early enough i i waited till 10 12 years in when i was burnt out and nearly suicidal you no, this is a lesson that's learned by doing it wrong for a long time
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the, the point is that you can listen when the universe whispers in your ear, or you can wait till it hits you in the head with a baseball bat. It's kind of your mm-hmm. call, right? Mm-hmm. Alexis Harton taught me that. And you, you need to pay attention so that you learn these lessons before your body screams
0: at you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've, from personal experience myself, I can totally, totally relate to that. So thank you for adding that extra flavor to it. Question number five: What mm-hmm. other business leader, like yourself, would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? All right, I'll tell you. There's a woman named Shelley Paxton.
1: She wrote a book called Soul Batical, and part of her journey was leaving the, uh, the high achieving, high driven, male dominated corporate environment to go recover her soul. She she left as CMO of Harley Davidson, and Now she's on a journey to liberate a billion souls through her work around helping folks stay in corporate and nurture their soul all the way along. She's a remarkable human. And by the way, everything she teaches plays in the entrepreneur's world, not just corporate. Corporate's just worse at it.
0: (laughs) Touche, touche. I look forward to talking to her. Thank you for that referral. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job.
1: Okay, so this one's not on LinkedIn, and no, it's not going to be on LinkedIn. When I was 15, I got a job working for John Hollingsworth, who ran the the largest volume McDonald's here in Atlanta, Georgia, up in the suburbs. Um, I uh, through some bad decisions I made. I needed to make some money to pay pay off some damage that I had done, (laughs) and that was the easiest place to get a job, and I learned, what happens when, even in a grind environment, that you elevate performance, even in fast food, by treating your people well and treating them like people? And I went on to have several bosses that were my negative mentors, you know teaching me everything I never wanted to do in business. John Hollingsworth is still there <laughs> years later, because he's so good with leading people
0: it's a great story too i mean and and you know even in, in and something like mcdonald's people don't realize that there's so many great learnings that you can have from it and your story is a perfect example of that thank you so much for sharing and a pleasure. David, thank you so much for being on the show how can people find you Yeah, I'm a big fan of
1: making things easy, right? So the the book I released uh, back in September is called Mindset Mondays with DTK. It's 52 ways to rewire your thinking and transform your life. So if you go to MindsetMondaysWithDTK.com, you'll find information about the book, the rewire framework you can download and play
0: with, and more information on me. Perfect. This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning a Business and Life podcast. Get hundreds of amazing business insights from previous guest episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform